They were getting ready to send his ass back to prison in Arizona. They did not like him. They were going after him. And and so I was helping with the court dates and doing all that. And so the first time we traveled together, we were going into the room and he said, okay, I'll see you in a minute. I said, no, Mike, I'm staying with you. No, you're not. No white motherfucker is going to stay with me. And I said, no, Mike, I'm going to stay with you because you know what's going to happen. You're, we're in Arizona, man. This is where you get in trouble. You're going to have some growth, blah, 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 blah. And then he gives me the stare down. And it, it's like... That's a look. I've seen him give that look to people before, right? And I said, Mike, are we getting ready to fucking get down with each other right now? Because I got some fucking moves, dude. And he said the N-word really loud. And he said, all right. And then he just took his clothes off and was naked. And I said, damn, okay. And we never looked back. Welcome back, guys, to episode number 85 of Connection is Magic. This week, another incredible guest for you, as always, Sino McFarland, longtime therapist to the man himself, Mike Tyson, as well as the founder of the Shell Rehab and Recovery Center right here in Venice, California. It's a sober living community Sino runs that helps those who are recovering from addiction find their way back to the light. If you or somebody you know is struggling with addiction, go visit shellvenice.com and check them out. This episode we get into Sino getting kidnapped as a child in Arizona where he grew up, overcoming our adversity and seeing it as a homecoming story versus being victimized by it. And then Sino gets into a hilarious story about getting a DUI on a bicycle. That and so much more. Can't wait to have you guys check this one out. Here we go. Welcome everybody to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated, and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. It's game time. It's game time. <laughs> it's game time. Yeah. Welcome everybody to a very, very special episode hmm. with my man, Sino McFarland. Hello, brother. Welcome, So man. good to be with you, man. Thank you. This is a blessing here. Oh, what a okay. spot. Wow. What a vibe, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. close your eyes, you can hear Ray Charles. <laughs> you you really, yeah, you can dig deep. It's here. It's soulful. This is a soulful place. So we're going to feed off some of that energy and we're going to speak from, you know, the depths, bro. That's what okay. I'd like to do. All right, let's get down, brother. So, so I was talking to our guy, Ben. Brother Benjamin. Yeah, my, my shout out, Ben. We got to give a big shout big out, Ben. Shout there out. you go, Ben. Thank you. Yes. So let's start here. I thought this would be a good place to start. I worked in the music industry here in LA for a while. Everything crashed. Um annihilated just completely and i ended up in arizona scottsdale for a little while believe that or not and i kind of got my my i was like the phoenix it's funny because like literally it's called phoenix i was kind of a phoenix rising from the ashes there maybe like a year before the pandemic i know that you were kidnapped in arizona Mm -hmm. at the time arizona in that time the 70s had the uh highest child abduction rate in the country yeah heavy right Super heavy. And and I want to, I'm going to maybe semi blow your mind right now, but I, I heard you share in another interview, your dad wasn't really present, right? And, no. and then you guys, you, you know, you guys had to sort of fend for yourselves and figure it out. And that's kind of what brought you there. So it's like, 
you've got a wild story that kind of the domino effect was your dad just not being there just triggered off this domino effect. That's correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel that. I'm just taking yeah. that in right now. Yeah. If you could share a little bit about what happened after you kidnapped, how were you kidnapped? That's a very intense story. How old were you? I mm-hmm. want to find out more about that. So you're, I mean, you're straight in the deep end. We're, we're just in, we're going right <laughs> to the deep end. I'm sorry, I'm sorry not to, you know, but but I feel like you want uh, yeah, start there. There's a lot. There's a lot of ground to cover with you, Cino. Hmm. You've just got a lot of medicine for people. So as the the host of the show, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get the medicine out there to the people. All right, let's let's see. Let's see. Are you down so, for that? Yeah, I'm always down <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, thank you. But this is uh, I'm honored yeah. to be in your space and so we'll go, I'm going to follow your direction. So, see the beauty that I can tell the story is I'm not attached to the story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it with exhibitionism. It's not it's not it's a it's a it's a survival story. It's a homecoming story. It's a story of uh, perseverance of great teachers and healers helping me um, heal from what happened. And I'll tell you, so I was 12 years old and I was kidnapped from the VV in his apartment complex, 3500 North 75th Street in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I was drugged, two people, a male and a female, older male, younger girl, enticed by money. And... uh, um, I was, you know, I was tortured and, and tied up and, and, um, mask was put over my head and I was getting hit and asked to do a lot of different things. And, um, and, uh, the, there was a gun put in my head Yeah. and they threatened to kill my brother and my sister and I believed them. And, um, you know, I woke up drugged in a bowling alley and made my way back home. Mm. That's just that's 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 a lot to take in just as 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 a listener to that story. I've I've been around a lot of recovery rooms. I've heard a lot of stories in in these rooms, and uh, I just want to I just want to honor you and um, and and say what an amazing thing that you've alchemized that pain. Yes. Yes. Cause it, that's what I, that's yeah. what I've done. I've been able to use that experience yeah. and flip it yeah, and help other okay. brothers and sisters around the world. We're getting rich right now. Yeah, you realize that we're yeah. getting rich. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, cause that would suck if I was still that person. Yes. And in fact, I heard you, you shared beautifully. You said, you know, um, shame on them for treating but, me that way. Yeah, and shame, shame on, on me. me for staying that Thank way. You. I that's my saying. That's right. It's beautiful. That's right. Thank you, brother. Yeah, of yeah. course. Because if I don't honor myself, if I don't honor you and what we're doing right here, they won. Mm. And that's fucking unacceptable. If I'm not kind to myself, they won. If I don't live out loud and take risk and dream and push myself, they won. And I'm just not willing to do that anymore. Wow. That was beautifully said. Mm, thanks. Um, yeah. yeah. And... As one fellow alchemizer to another, you know, I mean, I've been through, I don't know if you know anything about Lyme disease. I haven't shared A little bit, it. Yeah, yes. My East Coast clients. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. You know, it mimics MS, rheumatoid arthritis. It mimics like 10 serious diseases um, and um, neurological diseases. Like people can't remember, you know, they lose short-term memory, long-term memory. And I went through probably like 14 years of like 
just straight darkness, man, traveling all around the country trying to get answers. You know, I had six knee surgeries because it it was it was mm. making it impossible for me to walk at like the age of 24, 25, pretty young. So, you know, um, this whole I mean, I just want to share a little bit about that just to say this idea of alchemizing strife and adversity. You now have medicine that you can take to other people and help them on their healing journey. Mm-hmm. You, you with me? hundred percent. So like it's a, it's a, it's a blessing and a privilege to be able to do that and to remain just uh, a devotee. Right on. You man. know, like you, you yeah. created shell. feel it. Do you feel like you were kind of just following a divine assignment with what That's you. That's correct. Truly. I really believe my life is none of my business and all my problems are a question of faith. Mm. I just show up like a motherfucker and then see what happens. Action, action, action. I know I'm not the smartest guy. There's so many cooler people. It's going to be hard to see somebody who's going to beat me at showing up. Mm. <laughs> Although you are, you are pretty, you're pretty dope. Yeah, you got a vibe like you're a jazz musician, man. Yeah, well, that, you, I, I, yeah, no, are, I mean, you're not a jazz musician. No, 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 but, but I, I grew up with the beats. That was my thing. I okay. mean, the rhythm and jazz and the poetry of it. And, right. and yeah. So it makes sense that, that. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. I just want to make sure I'm not on my own island with this no, thinking. No, no, All no. Right, okay. I'm a bebop brother. That's what I am. I'm a I love that, man. brother. Yeah. You're a very soulful cat. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I look at conversations like really just we're just jamming together, yeah. you know? Beautiful. Yeah, you know, that's, that's really what it is. And hopefully what we share here, you know, sparks for those tuning in. That's yeah. that's the idea. Well, we're here. It's, <laughs> that's it. We're you know? lands not our business. So, <laughs> Right. That's it. No, that's it. And you never know what's going to hit who. So we just keep, we keep Keep doing, keep doing the deal. That's it. People that have gone through really gnarly experiences, like those that we just shared, um, there could be a bit of, um, familiarity with the shambles, familiarity with the discomfort. And then when shit starts to get good again, they can sabotage the shit out of that. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. Does that make sense? Because you're so used to having your your switch flipped into struggle mode, mm-hmm. that you, you know, and, and darkness. I like you use uh, the words light and dark a lot. I've, I've yes, heard, right? Yeah. So people can be so caught up in the darkness and so comfortable in the darkness that when some light starts to enter, they're like, fuck that. I'm going back here. Do you see that all, all, all day time. long with, yeah. with people that you've worked with? Addiction, daily reprieve, based on your spiritual right? I have darkness trying to overtake me. Wow. Every day. Every day. Hmm. And it's just that the blessing is it's not an 11 like it was when I was younger. It's more yeah. hovers around a three or four, but I'm always on guard. There's always, it's success, it's people cutting you off, it's yeah. the violence in my hood, whatever it is. But it's it's my job to keep my force filled up. And it's my job to never forget where I came from. I'm more scared of my disease now. Mm. Almost at 36, I'll be f- the 5th of January. I'll be 36. Congratulations. I'm more scared now than I was before. And go more into that. Because I've been around and I've seen much greater, smarter men than me and women that had everything lose it and not come back. Damn. You know, I'll tell you one of the scariest things I've heard is people that I'm super close with 15, 20 years, people that I've married as an efficient, I can't get back, Sino. They can't get back. I'm trying to, I just can't, I, I don't know what's going on. I can get two days, I get three days. And these are circuit speakers. They're people that are, wow. you know, just, they can't get back. Yeah. And I'm, I'm terrified. So I'm not willing to trade it. I don't want to miss 
my connect, like what we're doing right now. Yeah. When I take my son to NYU, I don't want to miss anything, anything. I think I might get ramen afterwards. I really want to taste it, man. <laughs> I don't want to miss, and I appreciate everything. Amen. I don't forget where I came from. That's a real force field that I really want to connect with every day. That's a real gem for people because we get all like into our routines and go on autopilot. So many of us and, and keeping top of mind where you've been in the, in the mountains that you've climbed, man, you've climbed Kilimanjaro 10 times. I think it's important. I certainly have my spiritual board of directors. Yeah. People that know your blind spots. Perfect. What yes. am I missing? What are you seeing? I feel funky. Call it out. I'm, I'm such a huge believer in living in consultation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. The thing about that, Sino, is I also went through a lot of bullying. I switched schools like 15 times. So that was, that was a super tough mm. thing for me as well. Yeah. And um, what can happen, and you can relate to this because of the harrowing experiences that you shared about earlier is what happens is when you're young and that happens to you, you can learn to put walls up to protect yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I was doing that for years and I felt so isolated and disconnected and I was just, you know, it was like, felt like I was going through the Saharan desert, like looking for my canteen, like often. Right. Mm. Cause Cause we're wired to connect. Right. Like, you know, physiologically we're wired for that. So, I saw a quote one day that just changed everything for me. And it said, the walls we put up to keep out the pain also keep out the joy. All day long. Yeah. And so then I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm running now. And everything changed. And um, I'm in the middle of the herd right now, mm. which is like a recovery saying, isn't it? Yes, just it try is. and stay in the, the, stay middle in the middle of the herd. Just stay in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, you know, I don't want to make light of how challenging it is to do the contrary action and to trust, you know, how I found out about you was that I heard you on Mike Tyson's podcast, mm -hmm. Hotboxing. You know, the baddest dude on the planet, right? <laughs> Had to like learn how to hmm. be at ease and, you know, and, and I think in that episode, he said he attacks because he's scared. Yes. Yes. So for you, where did you fall in that game? I mean, were you more aggressive with it or were you more kind of reserved with it? Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Okay. So after that happened, I made a vow to myself that nobody would ever hurt me. Yeah. And I became extremely violent. You did? From my mom in the hospital because she just, it was just really, I, I was really, you know, the beauty of sobriety for myself in AA and all 12 steps for healing was mm -hmm. I just had that moment where I said, I, I got to let stuff, I got to start letting stuff go. Hmm. And it, and I just, you know, I can't fight anymore. And hmm. it wasn't easy three to five. So it got sober 22. So 22, 23, 20 was like learning how not to kill myself one day at a time. So it's not, it's, it's not been like all of a sudden I woke up and everything's cool. Okay. Okay. That's what I need to know. Yeah. No, no, here. it was scary. Yeah. Okay. The world was loud and I didn't want to drink. I didn't, that was taken away from me. Thank you God for that. But living emotional sobriety, who am I? Yeah. How do I? People get it twisted. You know, alcohol, drugs is not the problem. You have a living problem. You're using those things as your solution for your living problem. Right. See what I'm saying? 
So you took away those things. You still had a living problem. I still have a living problem. A big one. Hey guys, I'm now opening up a couple of very select spots to do coaching directly with me. If you are a creative and you feel bogged down, you have doubts, you need clarity. So, so common on the creative path. And sometimes we get the clarity and then it goes away and we have to fight to get the clarity back and push through these growth spurt points. If you find yourself in one of these points, I love nothing more than to support people in this space on their journey. Simply click the show notes description, open that up and click on the word coaching. From there, you can easily schedule a call with me so I can hear more about where you're at and how I can support you on the creative journey. It's really tough to do that thing alone. So this is a chance for you to get some direct support from me. I'm in the second year of my master's in clinical psychology. I've been a training therapist. So I definitely also have that in my repertoire as well, be able to support people. Now let's get back to the show. I mean, that's a lifetime journey but that's that's just been an unraveling and it's you know it's still going on it's still going on always because you've 36 years you've done you've you've come a long way long ways are you still in touch with like growth spurts that you'll have honestly i i feel i still treat myself as a newcomer wow being this far into your journey what was one of the recent growth spurts if you don't mind i think it'd be fascinating because obviously like you know what a newcomer's growth spurts look like oh my family's talking to me again you know with somebody that's 35 36 years in what's a growth spurt look like well let me think um my my son's going away to college he's my best friend that's amazing and and that's the thing i'm most proud of is i you know we you know i'm big on ending generational trauma yeah Amen to that. And when he walks the campus of Stern at NYU, he's safe in the world. He's got a great GPS. I'm not mm. worried about him. But this is a huge shift for me. That's a testament to you, though. It's I just a, wanna, well, it's a I, testament I wanna... to me and my ex-wife and, the, and, and having great teachers. But yes, that's yes. right. Yeah. The, I showed up for That's right. The work you've done. That's right. You see? That's exactly right. And yeah. that's something I'm very proud of. He's never seen me high. He's never visited me in prison. Never yeah. had the locks changed on his house. None of that <laughs> stuff. Never been pulled out of school because tuition's not been paid. Man. Yeah, man. I love hearing that, man. I but love him going man. away, that's a real growth spurt. Mm. Because now you got to kind of let go and trust a little my, bit or what, you know, because I, my whole life has been dedicated to him man. and I'm grateful. I want him to have things, but it's just like, you know, and it's, 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 it's going to be interesting and I'll use it to go. I use everything to go higher. Mm. I love being uncomfortable. Oh, that's so good. I'm going to okay. use it because it's going right. to bring up things in me. Amen. So do you know, do, this guy, do you know this guy, Sandy Beach? He was like a sure. pro- prolific AA speaker, oh my God. right? Okay, yeah, so, I used to have it, stand that stuff on cassette. Okay, thank you. I, I listened to that all the time and alcohol yeah, wasn't my drug of choice. But I'm like, this guy is amazing when it comes to recovery. He's like, here's, here's the gem, which I'll share with you. And the listeners might've shared this before, but it's worth sharing again. He's like, if our work on ourselves is never done and we're constantly climbing this mountain with 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 no top to we're never going to reach the top why do we keep climbing this mountain and putting all this work in and he said it's because the views get better yeah i thought that was so amazing big time you know i gosh this is a long time ago maybe you'll appreciate this i think yeah i'm gonna call it 20 years ago there was a big like you had to be 50 years to speak at this meeting you had to have 50 50 years years. (laughs) damn dude so i'm a historian yeah. And if I hear somebody slip, I will always pray and have compassion. For, but my ears are always the ground. Why? It's usually the same. Like, I want to know what happened. Mm. 
Stop going to meetings. Stop yeah. living in consultation. I kept mean, a secret. Kept a fucking kept secret. Kept a fucking secret. Man. Boom. Man. Right? Yeah. Secrets kill. So on that note, I watched a video of you talk about like a newcomer's working their sponsor and like, you know, you get so afraid of like sharing the deep shit. And there was a story about a chicken. Yes. <laughs> you, can you, it's All it's right. a family friendly show, but it's, it's, it's too good not to share. So please. Well, okay. And then I'm going to come back to what they said at the 50 year meeting. Remind me to tell yeah, you. That. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go back fun. to the 50 year thing, but you got it. This was a good side. So this is a famous age story. You know, and the, as you know, for your listeners and everybody, anybody, it, uh, you share about your past and your history and things you're embarrassed about. And everybody, I mean, this is a human thing. Am I right? It's a Keeping human the thing. It could be anything, is, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, some of them are yeah. really intense and yep. scary and trauma and things. And this poor kid was so nervous and he was literally like shaking and sponsor were super cool. And, you know, he's going through, I'm, I'm mad at Aunt Edna and Jimmy the Mechanic Right, all this, you know, because he fucked my Mustang up, and I, okay, and the guy's just okay, and and then the guy goes, "This is one, I, I can't tell you this one. I got it." And he goes, "No, no, it's okay, it's okay." And he goes, um, "I fucked a chicken." <laughs> Sponsor, oh, okay, he just, he's just like, okay, cool, got it. Let's go to the next one. He's like, turn on the page. Yeah, but I, 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 I just told you I fucked a chicken. I know. Just go to the next one, please. And he goes, I, I know, but like you, and he goes, did yours die? <laughs> <laughs> and they laugh like that. Right. And that's the beauty. Like mm. these things that we think are so unique to us. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and, they're, and they're, they, it, but it's like, they, <laughs> this is, this is really a heavy moment because it's those those lies that we believe kind of just take us lower and lower and lower and lower until we're just buried. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because what it, it's shame, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's shame. shame blocks the light. Shame blocks the light. The light can't man. come in because you don't want any light. Yeah. I'm a bad person. I did this. I did this. For sure. Fucked in. Blah 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 blah. No, no. Let it out. Whatever it is. Mm. Let it out. Because we've been through it. But very. This is beautiful, brother. Thank you yeah. for this platform. Yeah. Of course. Find somebody that's a closed mouth friend when you talk. When you share your secrets with somebody, make sure they're a closed mouth friend, that they honor the spirit of what's happening. Yeah. And they and that you trust them enough that you can tell them anything. And they're not gonna make fun of you. They're not gonna embarrass you. They'll keep it between you guys. And it's a safe place to really let go. And if you don't have that person, I beg of you, find somebody else that till you can tell it. For to. sure. For sure. It's really important. Even if it's a therapist who's it, you know, exactly. bound by confidentiality. Clergy, it says yeah, it in the book. Close mouth friend. Close mouth friend. I like that. The 50 year thing. Let's, so, just, let's just button that up. So, so, oh my God, all these guys with 50 years. I went up to him. I said, if you could do anything different, what would you do? It's a great question. Right? Like I, and most of them said, I wouldn't sweat shit so much. Fucking A, man. I just saw this on the internet the other day. You know, like the biggest regret when we're dying is like that we didn't like ease up a little bit more and just enjoy and it. It sounds corny and simple, but it's not. So as I kind of navigate, I just, I let more people win. I just don't sweat stuff as much. I mean, some stuff still gets me, but not much. Yeah. That's beautiful. You have, yeah, you're very, you have a lot of equanimity. Yeah. Big time. You know what I mean? Um, you're also tapped in with nature. I see you're in the water all the time. Every day. I, nature. Listen, man, I'm in Venice just like you. And when you get me by the water, I'm telling you, 
you know, right out, right out of the gate, 70% of the pressure just goes away. Then I feel bad when I come out of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't have to go in the ocean. I'm just no, like but being get there, near, get there. you know, it's like getting back to this idea. Cause I think it's pretty rich subject matters, like this idea of sabotage. And again, especially coming in shell where you, you, you know, shells a rehabilitation yep. center pretty much. Right. So it's yep. like people have been in the fucking dark for an extended period of time. Sino, how do you get them comfortable with the light? And is there this kind of snapback thing where, you know, a little bit of light starts coming in and they want to snap back to the, Always. Dark. That's what I'm saying. On, so I'm how, my job. So how do you yeah, like? What kind of magic wand do you have over there? On you know, on Venice there that you're you're able to do is like what's? Well, I think the magic of what we do at Shell and yeah. the gift that that I have is I meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I really do make it a safe place for them, and I can love them. Mm-hmm. I can also say, brother man, you're so fucking full of shit right now. Mm. Or listen, you're you're dying right now. Mm. Mm. Do you want to do something different? Because you're mm. dying, and mm. they could be sober 10, 15 years. The emotional sobriety. Physi- is, they might be physically sober, but oh. they're they're on their way out. Wow. Because they're they're getting ready to do things. They're lining it up. I really there really is an art to like. People need to be heard. It's active listening. Yeah, for sure. Most people have the listening skills of a garage mechanic. <laughs> I like that line, Sino. Huh? I like that line. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And and but I try my I'm just I'm just a middleman for God, truth, higher consciousness, and trying to connect them with something outside of their nutty brain. Yeah. And I'm about whatever works. If it's getting in the ocean, mm-hmm. if it's going down to Mocha looking at art, if it's hearing Coltrane, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. But community, that's so important. I just don't know how people, you got to find the tribe. You got to find the tribe. Got to find the tribe. The frequency of the world, again, it's like if you watch the fucking news for an hour, like the frequency of the world is a low vibrational frequency. Is it not? Yes, that's correct. And I get in these rooms like you so beautifully opened up your space to me and I had an amazing time thank you, at man. that support group. Yeah, thank you. And it's like, man, that, that frequency bings up. You know what I'm saying? And I think I said that in my share that night. I was like, man, this just, it's a remembrance of what it's like to be a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know how we fucked up so badly, but the day-to-day frequency of the world is fucked. It's like, people following the nuttiness of it all this let me add and hopefully this is helpful please and, and yeah we've got a couple rules at shell the world doesn't need to change we do mm, that's fuck. okay i needed that one scene personally okay. yeah and and hit people and then i try to help people the only person you suffer from is you hmm and we're going to change the sad story. And I, I'll hear your sad. I'll hear the story, whatever the story is. But that can't, we're going to shift the narrative a little bit. And that's scary for people because they don't want to move it sometimes. I give them a ramp to say, hey, if you want, we'll go over here. And some people aren't ready for that. And, and some people some... are not. And that's where I meet them. And, and I try my yeah. best not to ask them to do things they can't do. It's a real art, how to pay somebody. But what we do and not, it's... I just love that saying, we're going to love you until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. we do. We're going to love you until you can love yourself. That's a beautiful one. Yeah. And we're going to give you value in your suffering, value in who you are and value in what you're doing. And we're going to give you care. And we're going to find out 
what you're good at. And then you're going to go help somebody with whatever you're good at. It's like somebody opening the door for me. And then there's a dude right here behind me. My in first inclination is, oh, this dude opened the door for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold the door open for the next right. guy. Are you with me? It's highly it's suggested. Just, yeah. It's like, yeah. It wouldn't it be weird if like the dude in front of me opens the yeah. door for me. I walk and then I'm just like, and just like no. slam by this dude behind me. That dude, that'd just be weird. It would help you be on a higher vibration if you get out of yourself and be a service. When our addictions take us to the lowest point, people can do things that they just, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, now I want to bring a little levity to this because sure. one of the things you did was get a DUI on a bicycle. <laughs> Pacific Beach in San Diego. We, I, I, that I was need a the rough full weekend, story. Man. I need the full story, Sino, please. Oh my God. This, yeah. I was dating this incredible girl and Robin Williams, God bless him, since San Francisco, he would have the, this free concert at, at the, the park there every summer. Yeah. And she took me out there and I, End up in a crack house. I don't have any idea how I got there. Blocked out. She threw all my stuff out. Went drink at the bar at the airport. And then I just went down to the beach and was on my bike and mouthing off to a cop. And he's like, brother, man. So yeah, I got a DUI on a Schwinn. <laughs> really sexy. Packed summer day, Pacific Beach. Everyone's laughing at me. There's just, yeah. There goes your street cred. There goes my street cred. <laughs> just dumb shit, right? Oh my God, man. Yeah. I want to humanize it a little bit for, you know, I don't know who's listening right now, where they're at in their journey, but you know, we need to share a couple highlights of your journey because that's the connection is magic piece. That's the relatability piece. Yeah. No, I was. Why, why, yeah. 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 No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a stone cold alcoholic. I drink in the morning. And why I got sober, part of it was my body gave out and I had, you know, advanced stages of alcoholism. My wow. liver was And you were up. a runner. Yeah, I was a runner. And, and you were really fourth you, in the nation? Yeah, but when I was younger, yeah, I was. I, that was my dream. I had the gift. I never felt safe in the world. <laughs> Always felt like you had it going on better than me. Hmm. And I was just kind of a scaredy cat. And if, if, you know, I look at somebody and I have zero regrets about that. Yeah. I have zero regrets about anything. Honestly. That wasn't my time. Yeah. Well, I run now. Yeah. And it feels good. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, no one's going to put a medal over my neck. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> we, st yeah. we still give you your shine. So yeah, you know, exactly. You're still doing man, good. It's all good. When you did a couple stints in prison, yes. right? To getting back into the light, to use your terminology, which I love, and starting Shell, like how long of a of a period is that because I think what would be helpful for the listeners now is to talk about uh, that moment of clarity that, that they say where you, you know, you're going from that. You were also, you, you, you said you were caught up with like Colombian drug dealers and all, I mean, your story is wild. Okay. So <laughs> we're just, we're just footnoting it right now, but your story is wild. So you, there was also a hit out on you at one point. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I heard this and I'm just like, is this a movie? Is this That's all very real, man. That was my life. What does that feel like now sitting here? Does it feel I like... Can't, it's like it happened to a different person. Honestly, that's it. I'm so happy you said that. I don't know that guy anymore. I tell people, you know, I used to ride motorcycles at like 180 miles an hour on the highway. Was an alcoholic, but, you know, drank, drank a shit ton. Smoked like two packs of cigarettes a day and gambled my face off. And so funny, like, 
Now I'm fucking basically vegan. I'm like in recovery. I'm like in a taking care of myself. And when I meet new friends now and tell them about that version of me, nobody fucking believes it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the blessing of it, right? <laughs> that's Cause the you change. The people don't see you that way anymore. No, you could say to me, Sino, I guarantee you, you bring a couple keys from the Bahamas <laughs> to LA. I'm going to give you $10 million. I, I, I guarantee you, yeah. you will not get arrested or do that. Yeah. I, was, I would say, no, thank you. Without a heartbeat. An old Sino then would have like, you, I wouldn't have been able to finish my sentence Let's and you would have been on it. Let's yeah. make it happen, yeah. brother. Yeah. Like Johnny Depp and blow. I got that. Let's just make it happen. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. But that whole time, Miami in the eighties and it yeah. was just, that was it, you know, got sober in 87 and uh, how long after prison? Like, I just want to make that connection. Um, my last time couple of years prison obviously is a rock bottom for many right so you know so i'm like w- was it that rock bottom that got no. you to take a look okay so no. do you mind sharing the rock bottom that got you to take a look so we can kind of the get into the bottom, arc of your story you know the rock bottom was um i would look in the mirror every morning and say you fucking piece of shit i mm. hated myself mm. the rock bottom was I knew I had so much more inside me, but I couldn't get it together. Man. And um, my body, I was like, it was really, it wasn't fun or pretty. And, you know, I, was, I, I went back to selling my body. Mm-hmm. You know, after I got kidnapped, I became a street prostitute. And I didn't do that. But, like, there was a period of time there where it was just, I had court case. It was just fucking scary man i just didn't and i would just hang out with losers comfortable in the chaos though. comfortable in the chaos and my sister god bless her tori she was 19 Mm -hmm. and she came over with her sponsor and they 12-stepped me and it stuck so it wasn't like my my bottom was i i think i couldn't be me anymore Mm. you got sick and tired of being sick and tired sick sick and tired yeah and i think that has to happen you're right. Because, you know, when I got in recovery for gambling, I had an older brother that was like concerned. I remember him bringing me to a Gamblers Anonymous meeting and he was crying and I wasn't. <laughs> I was yeah. 17. I was 17 and he was bawling. But my greatest surrenders probably were not even that. It's in sobriety. But, but your sister, did she try and nudge you before that? Day no, because we were we were we were party pals. She did the okay. old school, just like I love you. You're killing yourself. You want to come? Great. If not, I can't be around you. Okay. No hard sell. Okay. No hard sell. Yeah. yeah. Can't hard sell this. It's thing. got you. Got to want it. You got to actually want you it. You got to want it. Then so begins your upward trajectory, if you will. Then you did some time in acting. You linked up with Jeff Goldblum at yeah, one Jeff, point, right? Jeff, you know, brother, you Shout might be out watching. Jeff. Great teachers. Great yeah. Teachers. Was he a mentor? Was Incredible. he a mentor to you? I did. Three movies with Jeff. I was his um, driver, um, stand-in. He was the most prepared guy on the set. Wow. Um, always kind. Always went out of his way to introduce me to people. Hmm. Um, and just, he just, he was in between. I, well, that's why I learned always stay busy. You got that working, from Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Always one of the like, many people. Yeah, one, yeah. He, you know, movie sets, long time breaks. Mm-hmm. Start working on his music. Always just boom, 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 boom. He's got the, the, the coolest energy, right? Special cat. Yeah. When you look at him, his career is just... Yeah. Midas touch. Midas touch. 
Yeah. He puts the work in. I sat here with Dr. Dre's attorney, and he's been around. He did the original deal for David Geffen, and he's just been around the game a long time. Long time. And I was just like, what's the combination between luck and hard work? And he's like, it's definitely way more hard work than it is luck. Right. And he's so you, show you would agree? 100%. Yeah. It's stamina, essentially. Anything that comes overnight generally is not such a good thing anyways, right? So you, why would you want it overnight? You couldn't appreciate it. Can't. You know, right. there's no, there's no appreciation for it. It's the journey. And that's kind of where we started the conversation. Well, I have so much fun cause I'm constantly surprised. <laughs> Go more into that scene. What do you mean? Like I didn't plan on being here being on your show. This yeah. just, there's a blessing came out of nowhere. I mean, I can give you a hundred of those. That's the beauty. That's why I have so much fun. Wow. The, it's not like I, once again, my life, I have a big life and a lot of responsibilities and people die and things happen and break, you know. But like sometimes I get my answer FedEx priority overnight and sometimes it's by mule. I But here's the thing. I know it's always going to drop. Never on my timeline. I'll get the answer. Okay. I just don't have it right now. It'll drop in though. Some I'll meet this person. Something will happen. Right. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. But you never know. Like for me, I really thought my craft, I mean, real quickly, I mean, Dylan McDermott, another guy I want to give a shout out to, who's just a beautiful teacher he allowed me to be in this play that was a huge hit and really put me on the map Hmm. david mamet william macy i want to give you a shout out for allowing me to be a part of atlantic theater group and that was a dream Hmm. it was just like oh man this my dreams are really coming true how'd you get tapped in with i mean dylan mcdermott though was it was it was it a phone call was it just i met him i I just met him through some brothers and we clicked he saw something in me that i couldn't see myself that's that's a gem. Yeah. That's, that's a, a gem. right. And that's he knew how to like push me and love me. And and it led to a bunch of different things. But then in ninety six I got run over by a car. I heard you share about that. Yeah. So kind of everything your life was kind of doing this upward trajectory thing and then and then wow. my game. I think everything is God. I'm a big God guy. What were you supposed to realize in that? Like you because that happened, we talked about the dominoes, right? Your dad I knew to stay grateful. I knew to stay grateful because I would heal because I had a bone that was fusing in my C one vertebrae, which contribute, you know, all your movement. Chris Reeve died C one. C one, C one. No one survived C one. Fucking miracle you yeah, are. Big time. Big time. And so I had the faith. I was, I wasn't, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, you know, other than I had to heal. And then I get a call from a a brother that wants me to go talk to this basketball player who's in a lot of trouble, who's in his movie. I got, right. I said, I'd love, I wasn't supposed to. I drove over there and about 15 minutes in, I said, Hey man, I don't want to be rude or presumptuous. I said, did somebody rape you? And he broke down crying him and I became really good friends. This team hired me to work with him. And that's what led me to going to UCLA and start it. Wow. And so that's what I'm saying is like, you just, I just don't know. You just yeah. never know. You think you're supposed to learn this, but it might be something else. I mean, that's bullseye. why you're here, right? <laughs> that's bullseye, man. Yeah. I, just to share quickly, man, you know, I was doing music management. I was fucking doing music management. I was an honorary psychologist as a music manager. Right. Now I'm getting my master's awesome, in clinical dude. psychology, right? You so everything trip. like, and it's always, it's fucking way better than my plan. The entertainment industry can really fuck a lot of people up. Yeah, a lot of people. Because it, it if we're being honest, a lot of it is ego driven. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. 
and there's a lot of dark energy around the entertainment industry. Yep. Talk to me about that. Well, I, Talk to me I, about that. You know, listen, I've been blessed to, and you're going to do great in your job, by the way. I can feel that. I'm looking forward to referring to you. Yeah. Thank you. I've been blessed to work with some of the biggest and baddest in the world. Darkness doesn't give a fuck about your gold records. <laughs> As we're sitting here in the studio where there's a lot of gold records that were made here. Darkness doesn't give a fuck about your gold records, right? Everybody's yeah. under attack. And it could, you know, you just have a bigger fortress sometimes to hide out. Your podcast with Mike Tyson, that was one of the best podcast episodes I've heard. Oh, that's in, very sweet, in, buddy. Oh, my God. And you guys went right for the deep end. That's what I was trying to replicate. <laughs> Let's just go right for the deep end. But what a shining example, a guy like Mike, where it's like you said, guys that have achieved so much, it's harder for them to go there. But what's an anomaly to me about Mike, I'm not exaggerating, I've never seen a guy that's achieved or accomplished more reach that level of humility. It's, it's Is that why? Are you with me on that? Yeah, You've no, been around 100%. a lot of successful people, but it's I've real. never seen that. It, it's very real. Mike's a seeker. Is that it? I, I need to know, like, because, you, you know, you guys have history. Like, it's just... Yeah, no, 15 years of history, living together. Mike is a guy that, to bring it back, he alchemized. Big time. Because he knows the most important thing is to make peace with himself. And nothing else really matters at the end of the day. The titles, all that shit, it really is irrelevant. It's it's irrelevant. Didn't bring his daughter back. I mean, it's irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's irrelevant. Right, because once you have that level and you see that you're still subject to the human experience, he's huge on not getting caught up in your ego. Yeah. Right? And I, I fuck, oh man. I think why that resonated with people because it was so oh. when he says I'm just so scared people only know how scared I am he's like I'm the baddest man on the planet and yet it's coming from fear kid I think he called himself a scared little kid yeah. in that didn't he yeah one of the most poignant moments of that interview for me was when you talked about you were with him and you would go to restaurants, right? Do you remember this part yes, of, of it? Yes, of course. Right. Can you please share that? Because there's listeners here that might have not heard well, that episode Well, this goes back yet, to what we know? started with, why trust is so important. Please, yeah. You don't need 20, you just need one person that you can trust. You know, Mike put me to the test a lot in the beginning because so many people have stolen from him. Oh my God, yeah. Don King was like his closest and just totally and took just advantage of him. And just people that yeah. want to, and I'll tell you about that story, but what led up to that was, they were getting ready to send his ass back to prison in Arizona. They did not like him. They were after going after him. That was in the press. Yeah, he got arrested time. out there. And so I was helping him with the court dates and doing all that. And so the first time we traveled together, we're going into the room and he said, okay, I'll see you in a minute. I said, no, Mike, I'm staying with you. No, you're not. No white motherfucker is going to stay with me. And I said, no, Mike, I'm going to stay with you because you know what's going to happen. You're, we're in Arizona, man. This is where you get in trouble. You're going to have some girl, blah, 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 blah. No. And then he gives me the stare down. The Mike Tyson stare down? The stare down. <laughs> what? Yeah. You're a courageous man, Cena. It, it, it's like, that's a look. I've seen him give that look to people before, right? And I said, Mike, are we getting ready to fucking get down with each other right now? Because I got some fucking moves, dude. And he said the N-word really loud. And he said, all right. And then he just took his clothes off and was naked. And I said, damn, okay. And we never looked back. <laughs> But, that's, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really, but like, it, you got to know like when to say no and yes. He was, God, he was like over 300. He was really overweight. Man. Wow. And 
he was really money was tight it was just funky and just so much was happening and this um, is pre like the hangover movies i think you know right knows like the resurgence and all that before all that that. before all that yeah and he had a real he was in a real depressive angry just leave me alone i'd get him out in the world and we would you know i would take him out and there was a restaurant in venice that he loved these some food there and but it was hard for him because he'd go in and when we would walk in, his brain would just think that everybody was like, stop, freeze frame. Look at this big fat mm-hmm. inward. And so what we came up with was, mm-hmm. now I always tell this because it's so important to think about Mike, the baddest man on the planet. So what we do is he would just touch my hand, which was him asking for help, saying he was scared. And I said, oh, cool. And then I would look at him like I'm looking at you. And I said, I love you, man. I said, I got you, brother. We're cool. And then we would, you know, in the African, touch foreheads with each other. And we'd go about and do our thing. And we did that a lot. And that's why in the podcast, you could just see our love and commitment to each other. I didn't want anything from Mike. It was a blessing to work with him, but I didn't want anything from him. Everybody wanted something from him. Yeah. Had I not been kidnapped, I would never been able to help him. Explain why. Trauma survivor to trauma survivor, oh, drunk okay. to drunk. Yeah. Hustler to hustler. You speak the language. You speak the language. So how you guys linked up? Because it's like you said God just, you know, arranges to pieces sometimes. There was a legendary guy in the recovery business named Bob Timmons. Okay. Not familiar. Yeah. And he worked with a lot of cats and he had a woman named Sheila Balkan who did all um, big court cases. He started the drug courts. Oh, wow. So instead of sending, yeah, him and Harold Owens. Love you, Harold. And um, and they just heard about me hmm. and brought Mike in. And basically, he just interviewed me in my office. So my son, that was, God, he was just a couple of years old. I had a bunch of pictures of my son there. And he wanted me to explain sex addiction to him. <laughs> I said, if I get my disease... I looked at the pictures to Dylan. I said, fuck him. Fuck my son. He's fucking my life up. I don't got time for him. It gets so dark. And he yeah. goes, this is my guy. He gets it. Wow. M- Mike knew that you that I understood. That I spoke the language of like, yeah. I really, this wasn't some clinical bullshit. Yeah. I'm not smart like that. I can't break the DS. That's not my gift. My gift yeah. is going, you tell me about this. Yeah. Did this happen? Why are you so scared? No, no, don't do that. Come on, let's go higher. Don't mm. quit on yourself. It's like all intuition with you. It's intuition. The fucking rape, right? The guy yeah. that you met. It's like you you just, you knew. I know, because that's wow. it. Now, had I not happened, all the things happened to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to- You be as in tune. You're, you're no, super- exactly. In, okay. Wow. Damn, dude. Like a 1962 Les Paul. so there's a lot of fucked up shit in the recovery world too am i right there's people praying praying on people and shit man it's crazy every every right of course are how's that make you feel you know i um (laughs) that's a that's a very spiritual ethical crime i've learned over the years and i've not been perfect with this I'm just going to do great work, what I think is great work. Yeah. And if those people come my way, hopefully I can help them. There's a lot of people that prey on our, our vulnerabilities. Fuck. I know. 
the problem with recovery is though, yeah. sometimes you just get one shot. You know, because a, a junkie will justify and rationalize anything. That's the yeah. difference. And it's like, I showed up, I did this. This is what recovery is. These guys took all my money. They, yeah. Whatever the story is. Then you're back to being isolated. And now you're almost like worse. You're, you're worse in some ways because now you've trusted. and Yeah, it's definitely a betrayal. When we're doing our thing in this world, Sino, like I'm doing this podcast thing. You're doing shell. You're helping people. I remember you saying... Some people think you're the shit as a therapist, and some people think fuck this guy or something. Right? Joke. You, the, What's up with this guy? Yeah, the rainbow push up his ass. What's going on? There and I don't go. get it. There you go. I think what an amazing takeaway for the listeners would be because I feel like everybody's trying to follow, and I I call this a divine. I, I'm divinely guided to do this shit. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm just getting. I'm just like a channel. Seriously. No, I, I know that. I don't I'm not, know. I'm, I'm just, not disagreeing with you. All right, thank you. Thank you for feeling that too. Okay. No, I even coming my way. Some people will get it. Some people won't, right? And and this goes for a lot of different things. So so any words of wisdom? Because I do think when people come into Shell or another place like it, turn their lives around, and then now they're following their divine assignment. They're able to, right? They're, they're, they're like unencumbered now. They've dropped the rock, which is a big uh, AA big thing, time. right? So now they've dropped the rock. They're following their divine assignment, and, and they're getting some dirt thrown at them. Do you have any like words of wisdom or anything to... Okay, I knew you would. <laughs> Probably one of the top five greatest gifts of recovery for me is I really fell in love with myself. Not in a, oh, I love, but like, I'm my own cat. I'm, I'm, I'm just my own cat and, and I'm gonna make my own music and my own poetry and my own design and it's okay if you don't like it. It's really okay, because it, it'd be egotistical for me to think everyone's gonna like my messaging or whatever. If you're going to be out in the world and you're going to do what I think are great things, people are going to take shots at you. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm, I'm not, I just know I'm not for everybody. Yeah. I can't help it. I just know that. And I'm okay with that. But I, I know that I can help a lot of people. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, 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 and what a shame it would be if some of the people that didn't understand or get it, you let that slow you down, and then you're not able to touch those well, souls that, well, that yeah, you can make so like, the impact when I start, with, so right? When I, oh, yes, you, you'll dig this, man. My vision for Shell was Motown. When Mo, when when Stevie would do background mm -hmm. for Marvin, and, there, yeah. and the, Michael would come in for Diana, and Barry was all doing his, ma and it was just, right? And so mix that with the Haight-Ashbury Free Drug Clinic. The first drug clinic in, in America that did a needle exchange, said, dude, you're shooting up, cool. No mm -hmm. shame. We just want to give you clean needles. That was my vision. Holy like This shit. is the vibe and the energy that I want here. And so I was talking, you know, I was young, trying to build my business up. Oh, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. Oh, I can't take people in the ocean? Hmm. I can't. No, you can't do that. Those people call me looking for work now. Yeah. Sobriety taught me to honor my vision. So I'm a training therapist right now. Right. And I remember a supervisor that I was working with was like, you can't wear Chuck Taylors to the office and help and see a client. I can't what do that. Book is that <laughs> in? Yeah, I just don't. So wait, so me wearing Chuck Taylors is going to affect the impact that I'm going to have on this person. Right. 
I create an experience when people come to Shell. There are art books. There's beautiful things. There's the, the photos on the wall were remarkable, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? You know, I have the residential living in the back where the, where people come and live, where, you know, Ben's my partner. He runs his magic there. And I have a guy that comes stay with me. He's actually a well-known porn star. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a famous porn star. Like he, and I was like, wow. And he says, I want, you know, my wife really wants to meet you. And I think, oh, I wonder what that's like, right? <laughs> and I met this woman and, and her name's Carol Levy and she has this... A pilot light foundation she would go to rwanda and uganda and do micro loans and she's incredible and i'm like shit and they asked me to go one year to go with them on the trip and i'm like oh wow and it's like then it was like would you mind working there and i said well what does that look like right and so literally i flew into rwanda all day i got in late at night and then oh man I went to one of the women's community centers, all genocide survivors, a lot of them had AIDS, just horrible trauma. And I saw 14 women that day in session. One woman walked nine miles, blind eye, walked for the session. To work they, with you, yeah. To work, and then I would go to Northern Uganda and work with children soldiers. Didn't speak the language, but I spoke the language. <laughs> that was a gem, I like that. Okay, yeah. and that's just like, it. had I not been kidnapped, Cause see, here's the other thing, brother. Somebody's like, I was just gone for like a day and a half of my kidnapping. Try five years. Somebody's mm. already got it worse. Yeah. And so those pictures were part of the trip from out there. See, I didn't like. How did I end up over there? So how do we condense this, Sino? You know, since you, you speak beautifully, how how can we condense this? Just show up and see where you land. Help people. If God, truth, nature whatever reality can give you the gift of sobriety or abstinence or not to gamble again, don't you think perhaps there might be a better life mission for you? If mm. that can happen, like if that was taken away from you, mm. if you can just surrender to that. But you gotta be curious. I was just gonna say, yeah. You gotta be super curious. Yeah. Because my, my brain always, no matter what, like it always is so interesting. I'm not gonna show up. Wait. I can't, I'm not, I can't do this. You still, you still have these thoughts. Oh, yeah. You're still human. Yeah, yeah. I told Ben oh. my way out. You know, I wanted to cancel this thing. You're serious? Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Nothing, and, and I always will show up. Look at the fun up. we're having. Huh? <laughs> Look at the fun no, we're I know, having. and I want to cancel my, I want to cancel everything. The antidote to that is you just look back and say, could I have really predicted this? No. Like, dude, I'm getting a master's in clinical psychology doing a podcast. What the fuck? Like, right. you know, 10 years you ago. Managing rappers. Yeah. What the fuck is this path? Right. What you're asking me? It's a path you're supposed to be on. I'm just making the point, Sino. I, I just think it's, I love it's my fucking job. wild. Man, let me tell you something. I started out, I've been doing this 25 years. Mm. I would drive to basically Magic Mountain to go see a client, 50 bucks an hour. And I always, and I, I would get so into it, I do two hours with them and I only charge an hour. That's amazing. And I was so excited about that. I was like, whoa, people are paying me for my brain. Wow. That's how I get high now. Like I'm getting high off your success and happiness. Mm. Benz, that's what I do. Cause it's like, yeah. that's like, I'm in the miracle business. I'm in the miracle business. I really that's am. That's real. People come to me on life support. Literally. I think that the, there's a lower tone frequency yeah. in the general world. You have to respect the lower frequency. Like I'll tell you my <laughs> office at Shell, right? Yeah. Literally on the way to Irwan, there's a homeless encampment. Yeah. At, at the height of it, 
running drugs and prostitution out of a street gang ran out of it, okay? It was so dark, I could feel the energy. Sometimes I would just go pray mm. and just like, I wanted to send them good energy, yeah. but it was funky. And I was out of my league to walk down the thing there because I still have ghetto Sino in me. You have ghetto Sino in you? What, See, what, what I, does that mean, Sino? That's what we call Miami Sino 85. Okay. That's where like, you motherfuckers trying to think you're going to overtake my fucking neighborhood here? Dog comes after me. They, they don't keep on a chain. Yeah. People yeah. are getting down. I'm seeing some stuff I shouldn't be seeing. I'm out of my league going down there. It's darkness. I don't walk through their war zone. I walk around and I'm not resentful. I'm out of my league. If you want to wake up in this world, you got to know where you're out of, out of your league. I told you I studied that podcast you did with Mike a lot. He said he doesn't do private jets because it they, makes him think of prostitutes and cocaine. Right. So he just, every time. That's an example of what you're saying, isn't right. it? Right. That's exactly, you got to know when you're out of your league. Right. Whatever that is. We could just bring it home with full transparency, man. I was a fucking sabotager, Sino. For so many years, I was a sabotager yeah. because I liked my life on the wire. My life felt better on the wire. I was used to not fitting in, not being accepted, going to all these schools, just used to getting shit on, just being in the dark. You know, now I've, I've, I've uprooted that. You know what it took for me to uproot it? I'll tell you right now. Ego death. Yeah. Ego time. death, baby. I was in a million pieces back with my family in Arizona and Michigan for a period of four years. I don't know. Oh, wow. I, yeah, it was that long. It was that long. That's a long time. It's a long fucking time, man. And I got, you know, like I'm seeing my 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 peers advance, of course, that were in the music business with me at the time. I'm like, they're they're doing big things. And I'm sitting here at my widowed uncle's house in one of his spare rooms literally just waking up and getting coffee. That was my, that was all I did. I didn't, I didn't mm. have a way or a path or anything, but like some people are so used to struggle that when good shit finds them, I just, I want to, I want to do should, my you, little part to get some messages out there to help that. You got to hit God. I think what you have to do is it's a step one issue. You got to get hit to that's your hustle. I You're like the sabotage that. guy. I like that's that. That's a sad story. Cause I feel like I'm on the other side of that. Well, you are on their side, but if you really want to be brave, invite love in and see what that really feels like. Challenge yourself to love yourself for one. Like if you, I always say to people, if you could just love yourself for one day, what that'd be like, let's just try for one day. Just try for one day. Just try for one day. And maybe you can't do it. Maybe just a couple hours. Like just try. I just don't sabotage yourself for half a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would and, that feel like? And what would it feel like? Yeah. Those are the kind of risks I think you have to do that I, I support and promote. This has just been such a powerful experience with you, Sino. Let's turn the tables. Do you have anything you want to ask me? Sino, the thing that probably kicks my ass the most in my life right now is the following. That's a good question. I think it's with dating. I need to be able to envision and imagine a new experience in that department because, like I told you, I'm 42. So being 42... um. I've had a lot of different relationships, man. Oh my God, I feel a, a lot. And I learned and I grew from all of them. Some were painful, some were awesome, some were in between. But <laughs> but having, that's a lot of, there's a long track record there and a lot of relationships. And now I'm like 42 and I'm like, if it didn't happen for me yet, can it still happen? Yes. <laughs> 
bro. The fuck? <laughs> oh, Sino, come on, man. What? I I can't even count how many relationships I've been in since. I don't know, care. My, my that's like somebody saying, you know what you know? it is, bro? Like, that's yeah, like somebody please. saying, I've been at 12 rehabs, man. I'll never get it. And on the thirteenth, it's like whew. forty-two. I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah, that's a lot. I, of my 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 though. humble suggestion to you is you vision board exactly what you want and figure out why that's not happening. Like get super crystal clear on the on the partner that I'm trying to that that, that I would be grateful to to call in big time. Do you you got to see, you got to believe it. See, before I was a sabotage guy, right? Now I feel like I've uprooted that. I'm actually willing to let blessings in, okay? Because I feel like I'm on this path. I love what I'm doing with the podcast. Love being a training therapist. That's all, that's all dandy. It's amazing. But like this department, I'm still, I'm still in that residue, right? Where it's like, oh, it's always been funky. How do I let go of the funkiness again, Sina? Do you want to let go of it? Yeah, Are you I'm, sure? ready. I'm ready. So I think my counsel to you, good brother, would be the following. Yeah, man, I'm 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 good at a lot of things. This is an area I need to train a little bit harder. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of light on it, and maybe other guys can. Forty two, they got it laid out. This isn't coming easy to me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to figure it out because I'm going to be taken care of, and I'm going to work extra hard on this, and I'm going to change the narrative on this. And bring it in the light. And bring it in the light. But you got to actively work on it every day. When you go on the sad story of 42, uh, you go on the sad story. All these relationships, you know what I mean? Who That's gives the, a fuck, dude? It's yeah. done. It's done. It's done. You learn from all of them. Good, bad, funky ones, weird ones. Now that partner that I'm going to marry gets a much up, more upgraded version of me because of that 20 years or whatever. She's lucky whoever that person is. See what I'm saying? Be. Of course I do. Come on, you can't be the sad poet over there. Chet Baker, my funny Valentine. <laughs> My Valentine. Come on. I love you, dude. Come on, brother. That's, no, no. I think we're just getting started, actually. Yeah, no. And, and we're going to refer back to this. And no, maybe, maybe you'll fucking officiate the thing. How cool would that be? That would be a fucking trip because we'd come back to this episode right. and be like, remember that? That's that's how God moves, though. That's exactly how God moves. We just yeah. got to let him move. So you got a lot, lot of God in your smile, a lot of light and, and pureness. And Thank it's beautiful. You, I feel it, man. Yeah, I'm coming, coming from a real genuine place. Man. Let's get it, brother. Where can people find you on the interwebs the you know team Sino on instagram is probably the best and okay s-e-a-n-o on instagram probably the, probably the easiest okay you're pretty active it. i see you out there in yeah, the I'm ocean out there and stuff doing on some it right stuff yeah go follow Sino. get just stay tapped Make in you stay laugh. in the light yeah. stay in the light yeah i'll keep it funky and i'll keep it funny too always all right brother thank you everybody for tuning everybody, in thank you we'll see you next episode see you next episode Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, please stay connected.